and the sound of the evening bird song on the early summer air. A kind of open, spacious, free unfolding of life around us and within us. And whatever else might be going on in your experience. I don't know what that is. But sometimes, you know, the momentum of the day that carries on chattering away to us while we sit quietly. The excitement of being here. Maybe all the, the doubt. Why did I come here again? So... Welcome, everyone. I'm, uh, I'm very happy to be at Guy House again. Happy to be here with all of you. Some of you who I know fairly well. Some of you who may have been to Guy House before but, uh, and sat other retreats, but not with me. And others of you I know coming here for the first time. So, however that is, whether you have a lot of associations with this place or with me or with this kind of practice or whether this feels like uh, some kind of uh, step into the unknown, then welcome. And uh, I was just looking through the the forms that you filled in um, just before coming in this evening. And uh, I was struck by how many of you mentioned on the forms um, struggling with some kind of difficult life conditions at the moment. Quite a lot of you mentioning uh, bereavements, separations, and uh, health difficulties, and, and other kinds of life crises that may be uh, just alive for you and in your thoughts as you come here. And it seemed to me, I mean, that's the stuff of life, right? There's, there's plenty of that, of those things alive in our hearts and minds, often when we, when we turn to this kind of activity. You know, the sense of uh, an inner practice to meet our life when our life feels difficult to, to manage or to meet in some way. But it seemed to me that there was more than usual of those fo- of the forms filled with those things, and then I remembered that in the in the retreat title, there's something about unburdening the heart. So, to the extent that you may feel like you're arriving here with a, with a burdened heart, then in that too, I really want you to feel welcome. The other part of the title, of course, was about letting go, with echoes of a James Bond film title, Live and Let Go. And sometimes when there's some burden in the heart, when there's some struggle in the unfolding of our life, when there's some conflict with, between how things are and how we'd like them to be, then the idea of letting go sounds uh, rather attractive. Oh yes, I just need to let that go. I really want to let that go. I've come here to practice letting go. 
And sometimes even though the, the letting go has sort of nice sort of spiritual language around it, we've just got to let go, if we look closely, sometimes in the, in the name of letting go, what we're actually wanting to do is push away, get rid of, which, as you may well know, or as we may certainly find out as the days go by, isn't the same thing. The good news in some ways is that the letting go bit really, if we look carefully, if we get really intimate with our experience, which is really what meditation is all about, getting intimate with what's happening, we notice that Wisdom lets go. But in order for that to happen, in order for us to really soften around, to really give space to, to really let go of our tight grip on what's happening, we have to actually really recognize how we're holding on. We have to really be very honest, primarily with ourselves and in the different opportunities we'll have with, with, uh, in dialogue and exploration here in the hall as well. To be honest about what it is that I'm holding on to and how come I feel like I need to hang on to that view, to that idea, to that need for things to be a certain way to that sense of how life is, to that old story about how I am, to that um, kind of inner pressure of how I ought to be, should be, could be. So whatever may seem like it's alive for you in arriving here, whatever burdens the heart might feel like it's carrying, And whatever might show up, and I really, really mean this, whatever might show up in your experience over the days, it's welcome. has to be welcome. Because it's only in really letting ourselves feel the ways we're holding on and what we're holding on to that that can actually free itself up. So just to invoke, you know, like I said, my gladness that you're here, but also my appreciation for the, well, the courage, really, yeah. that it takes to be willing to be what we might call radically honest with ourselves. I was going to say ruthlessly honest, but that sounds just a little too gung-ho. So radically honest. Those of you who, are, who have sat quite a lot of retreats with me, um, you might notice that the teachings this week will be a little bit more... Um, what's the word? I don't know. Uh, ordered, maybe. That's not the word I'm looking for. 
coherent, maybe <laughs> more coherent than usual, uh, more structured. That's what I mean. A little more structured than useful uh, than usual. And so that uh, uh, the different bits of material that we explore each day will build one on the other as the days go by. The different areas of our lives where we might explore how that, that tight grip that we tend to hold around ourselves, our relationship with others, and our sense of life itself. And different areas that that shows up and how we can explore that for it to let go. And this, I'd just like to speak a little bit this evening about the arena, the arenas that we're working in. Which are really the arenas, you know, the, the arena of our own experience. We can have all kinds of ideas about these things, but they are, it only comes alive for us when we really plug into the arena of our own experience. And that really uh, uh, way of speaking about that in sort of shorthand is working with body, heart and mind. So what does it mean to practice letting go in body, heart and mind? What do you... what? And if I say the word body, your body, well, what does that invoke? So even to, even to uh, bring forth the idea of letting go around body, we first need to see well, what, do, what do we hold on to around body? How to work with body? And we could have so many associations Often our sense of our body is very um, filtered through what we might, the views we might hold around our body, the ways we relate to it in terms of it's. You have to see for yourself which what's primary, but often you know we're relating to our body in terms of its shape, size, gender, age perceived level of attractiveness or um, unattractiveness. The ways we relate to body when it's uncomfortable. And the invitation, certainly the invitation of this practice to let go of a lot of that. All the stuff about this body and how it is and how it performs and how it functions and how it, I'd like it to be different or, or how much I, re, I obsess about it or, how, uh, or what happens when I look at it in the mirror and all of that stuff. And an invitation to actually, like I was saying just now about being intimate with our experience, to actually be intimate with our own bodies for our attention to really uh, live and move and sense into the direct experience of body. I mean, it's kind of strange in a way. There's like, there's nowhere else our life could possibly be, right? 
rather than here. This is where we experience everything. Oh, this is where seeing happens. This is where hearing happens. This is where touching and tasting and smelling and thinking and remembering and imagining happens. It all happens right here. Right? Show me an experience that hasn't happened. Tell me about an experience you've had that hasn't happened right here in this organism. And yet, when we pay close attention, and those of you who have a strong background in practice will know well, when we pay close attention, oh, my sense of life and the things I can get preoccupied with and obsess about and wonder about and get caught up in tend to roam around all over the place. Roaming around endlessly into an unknowable future. Roaming around endlessly in a hopelessly already gone past. And roaming around endless descriptions and interpretations and musings and narrations and and just dronings on about the present. Hmm. So, invitation of the, the practice of letting go around body, to let go around all that and to actually drop in again and again, come back again and again, unhook from wherever, whatever little um, mind road we've gone down. And please don't wait for that. You know, now as you sit here, Let your attention really be here inside your body. To know the experience directly of the weight of your buttocks and legs on the cushion or the chair. To know directly the way your chest and belly move with your breath Mm. the way your clothes move on your skin just have a feeling for the way that brings us into a more intimate direct contact with life in many ways that's really the foundation certainly for our, our practice here together over these five days. Really, it's the foundation, I would say, for any authentically transformative inner work. The capacity that we can train and the willingness to embody our experience. And... We've had a lot of training, training in our education, training in our upbringing, training through media, training through advertising, training through just all the ways in which our attention gets pulled out of ourselves. So we kind of needed uh, a certain amount of training to really learn the extraordinary skill, the art, the delight actually, of being able to really reside with our attention 
where we actually are. Wherever your mind goes. And that's in a simple way. In the moment that you notice that, you're standing in the meal queue as much as if you're sitting in here. Oh, here I am. Oh, here it is. This sitting, this standing, this lived experience that's inviting us in again and again. So really the practice of heeding that call Not the image, not the idea, not the story about our history and gender and shape and look and all that. No, this, this alive, vibrant, vibratory experience. And then the practice of letting go in the arena of the heart. There's really a letting go of all our strategies and defenses. All the ways we try to kind of manipulate our feelings. All the ways in which we get caught up in the drama of our feelings and recounting to ourselves everything that happened. That's what some, sometimes that's our strategy. Oh, this happened. And, oh, he did this. Or, oh, she said that. And we like, we like to make our feeling life into a soap opera. Right? You know that kind of crazy, melodramatic, everything over-intensified drama that they do in those kind of ghastly TV things. If it's, as if it's not ghastly enough there, at least you can turn it off. Right? It's harder to turn it off. We get addicted to it. Replaying the loop of whatever happened that's given rise to this feeling in a way that doesn't allow us to actually meet the feeling itself, to explore the feeling, to, to give this feeling the space it needs to actually move on. We're so busy feeding it, what the Buddha called putting fuel on the fire of our emotional life by retelling ourselves a story and how, usually, how right I am and how wrong the other one is if it's a kind of blaming story or how wrong I was and to reinforce some kind of you know and other, for others of us it's the opposite rather than getting caught in the drama of the feelings it's more like I just try feelings what do you mean what do you mean feelings what are they don't go, don't, just don't go near them. Or we, we go near some of them, but others of them, they just, it just feel, they feel what? Scary. Um, threatening. Sometimes it feels like if I let that in, I'll, I'll drown in it. And if you're someone sitting here thinking, well, what's he talking about? I can't relate to that at all. See what I mean? Right? That's the, that's the not going near to it. And, you know, the heart is a bottomless well of feeling, both 
the sweetness and the delight and the profound way we can be deeply touched by life. The way we're moved to tears. Whether that's tears of joy or tears of sorrow, tears of pain, tears of confusion. So the, letting, the practice of letting go around the, the heart life, the feeling life, the emotional life, is to dare to let go of our dramas, our strategies, our defenses. To dare the, to let the heart um, have its say, we could say. It's not a very good way of speaking about it. No, have, it have its life have its expression, have its feeling. And if that means that some tears are shed, that's okay. Sometimes when we contact a depth of feeling that we may not have had direct access to for a while, or we might not have had direct access to generally before, Tears are, I think of tears sometimes as the, the lubrication of the heart cracking open. The Buddha said two and a half thousand years ago, he said, the tears that human beings have shed would fill the five oceans. So now, two and a half thousand years later, maybe that's why the sea levels are rising. Right? So to to dare to be to let our heart be undefended as much as possible. And so these different areas we'll we'll speak about in in uh, more depth and in a lot of different ways as the days go by, and we'll have these practices together that really support this. And then the practice of letting go in the arena of the mind arena of all the fabrications all the everything we think we know about what's happening it's a kind of crazy thing that we think we know what's happening as soon as we think we know something we really shut the door on any real understanding To know something makes it a fixed thing, a determined thing, a dead thing. We say, what's happening now? Oh, well, we're sitting here in Devon in the hall, and you're all sitting over there, and I'm sitting here, and the birds are singing outside. Wow. Right? Nothing very alive in that. So let it go around the mind, to let go of... What in our crazy arrogance we think is a is some kind of certainty, sometimes some kind of authority that our thoughts give us about what's happening, and to dare to really find out. So if you if you just let yourself not know what's happening right now, and just letting yourself begin to find out. the same elements oh here we are but rather than knowing that finding it out 
Oh, you hear that? No, everyday mind, common senses of birds are singing. But the uncommon sense of really finding out suddenly opens things up. This isn't birds are singing. This is a kind of you know, a fluid, vibrant, mysterious symphony of changing sounds. The practice of letting go then in the arena of the mind is to let go of, and you know this is a tall order really, to let go of everything we think we know and to actually be willing to find out moment by moment. And that willingness, you know, it's, we have to, we have to, it has to be renewed in every moment because we've, we've relied, that's, you know, that's how we develop this far to kind of more or less successful adulthood. That's where we're at, more or less successful adulthood. And then somehow our, the culture around us tells us that that's it. Now we just kind of get old, wear out and die. But the authentic teachings of liberation, wherever they might come from, recognize that this is, we're just half cooked. That's not even that. We're just, we're just starting to cook. Like, wow, human body, human heart, human mind, all these capacities to feel and sense and think and conceive and imagine. But again, in our strange human arrogance, we seem to think, well, that's it. That's what it's like to be a human being. But it seems to be, that's what the various saints and sages throughout time point to, and that's what our own deepening experience can start to confirm more and more and more and more. That actually, these capacities, this capacity for being embodied, this capacity for feeling life, this capacity we have to find out what the hell this human experience really is, what the hell this whole manifest universe actually is, that this capacity to find out deepens and deepens and deepens in unimaginable ways. So for these decades, we've kind of we've given our everyday mind a lot of authority. It, it, we think it has the authority to describe how life is, in the ways I was just saying. Right now, we're sitting here and the birds are singing, and that's such a kind of that authority. So um, we rely on it so much that we can't even see much of the time. Often, we can't see that we're relying on it. So it's a nice idea, oh, let's just let go of everything we think we know. But, you know, try it now. Let go of everything you think you know. What do you mean? We don't even know what it is we think we know about what's happening, etc. So the practice of letting go in the arena of the mind is about this kind of, you know, paying as close attention as we can as bright attention as we can, as curious attention as we can, as sensitive an attention as we can. 
This is how we find out what it is to be here. We find out by listening to bodily life. Coming inside our experience. We find out by listening to the, 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 the state or the shape that our heart's in in any moment. We find out by listening to life itself as it presents itself around us and within us. So, title was Live and Let Go Unburdening the Heart. And it could also be the art of finding out about life moment by moment. I wonder if you're waiting for me to say something next. I if you're letting yourself just find out. It's interesting when we come alive to life, it comes alive to us. I'm sure there's more bird song since we started speaking about it. And I'm not suggesting that the birds really have all gathered around the windows, right, for, my, for our benefit. But you know, as we come alive to what's happening, it comes alive. When you notice life more, there's, there's more life to notice. That's, that's the intimacy that we develop with what's happening. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.